Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Good, 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 good morning. Uh, it's always it's always refreshing when you start service and something crazy happens. Um, but hey, we're so glad that you're here this morning. Who's excited to be in church? Oh man, it is a great morning. We've got some great stuff planned. Uh, I'm excited about what God is doing. It's been a phenomenal weekend. Some great ministry happening here at Hillside. On Friday night, we had our worship night in BGMC Brat Fry. We raised over $900 for BGMC. And that is before our matching funds. Before our matching funds. How great is that? So $1,400 Friday night coming in for BGMC. Thank you so much for being a part of that. We've got a great day planned. If you're a guest here, welcome to Hillside Assembly. You chose a great Sunday to show up because it is a Kids Connect takeover today. Uh, It's going to be amazing. Our children's ministry is doing service, and they'll get started in just a few moments. If you are a guest here, we've got uh, a couple gifts we'd love to be able to put in your hands today. They've got a table in our foyer. If you can step out at the end of service, meet us out there. We'll make sure to get those gifts into your hands. We're going to do our regular offering at the end of service. We'll have a special offering today because we have a guest speaker with us. So we'll let you do, we'll do those offerings together, and we'll give in the foyer. We've got a giving box in the foyer. We'll take care of all that, direct you at the end of service how to give uh, there. Uh, we've got some amazing times of worship today, an awesome word of God for us. It's going to be a great day. But before I kick this over to Jeb for announcements today, uh, I do have to ask the following people if they could come see the pastor after service. That would be great. <laughs> Jeff Vanderscaff, Kathy and Steve Youngworth, Chris Schiltz, Anthony Naparella, and Jairo and Lisa Granados. You have been called to the principal's office. Um, <laughs> So it's a good thing. Man, we could be giving away free gift cards. You don't know. You don't know. Uh, but it's great to have you with us. If you're watching online for the first time today and you want to find out more about our ministry, you can check it out at hillsideassembly.org. You can give online as well there. Who's ready for a great service today? Well, I think it's time for a very special Jeb announcement video. So let's do that. There is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. We can change the focus to a soft blur or sharpen it to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. 
you are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to are you ready for bgmc weekend Woo, man it has been great already and now it's sunday and that means the kids are taking over it's a kids connect invasion now, now we're going to do some rules with Jeb in a moment, but before we do that, I just want to make mention of a few announcements. If you brought your buddy barrel today, I'm so proud of you. You can turn in your buddy barrel if you haven't turned it in already at the end of service. You can also drop any checks, precious jewels, and gold bars in the offering as well. We'll accept it all. Now we'll do our regular offering at the end of service too. Pastor Eric will give us directions on that at the end of service. Now, the one announcement I've got for you today is about next Sunday. It's something very important that you absolutely don't want to forget about. It kicks off on Sunday at 9 a.m. And it's called the Foundations Class. It's going to run for five weeks from 9 a.m. till about 9.40 on Sunday morning before our worship experience. Now, we've got a kids' class that Miss Jackie and Miss Pam will be leading, and then we've got an adult class that'll be right here in the sanctuary. Pastor Eric and our team are going to talk about a whole bunch of things, like, like the importance of, of our church and our community, the vision God has for us as a church, the history of our church, the history of the Assemblies of God, what we believe as a church, our core values, and, and so much more. It's going to be crazy. It'll blow your mind. So, so don't miss it. It starts next Sunday at 9 a.m., and it will go for five weeks on Sunday mornings. Now, before we get into worship today, I think it's important for us to go over the rules because it's a Kids Connect Sunday. And so I'm going to just go ahead and roll the video for our rules today. Then after that, we have a special, a little bit of a silly song before we go into worship. So let's roll that video back there, Mr. Sound Man. Let's go. Well, good morning, and it's time for Rules with Jeb. Well, hi, it's your friend Jeb. I'm so excited that you're all here at Kids Church today. If you're excited to be here, let me hear you say, Woo! Yep, that's a pretty good job there, guys. A pretty good job. Well, hey, it's time to do some rules. So who's ready to hear the rules? Well, let's start with rule number one. Rule number one is be kind. We want to be kind to each other. We don't want to say things that make people hurt or angry or mad. So let's make sure we're not saying mean and ugly things to each other, but we're being encouragers. We're telling people that they're doing a good job. And we're always excited to tell people about Jesus. So let's make sure we're kind. Rule number two. We want to be safe. So we don't want to run around like crazy people down here. We want to be safe. One of the things we want to be safe of is about don't exit the building without your adult. And let's make sure we're always listening to our leaders and we're exactly where we're supposed to be. 
when your leaders are talking, you shouldn't be. So that's rule number two. Let's be safe. Time for rule number three. Be respectful of our leaders. When Miss Jackie or any of the other leaders are saying something, we need to listen to them. You don't want to be goofing off because you might miss something very important. Make sure you treat Miss Jackie and all of our adult leaders with respect and love. That's what Jesus would want you to do. Well, there's three rules that you've got for today. I think it's time for us to shoot, scoot, and boogie in some worship. What do you think, Miss Jackie? All right, well, let's do this. So the kids have really taken over service. We thought that adults need to hear those same rules because we all need to be kind. We've got to use nice words, not ugly ones. So we need to be just as good as the kids because you know what you are? Big kids. Okay? You're all just big kids. So today, I and the kids are taking over, and we've got our sound man in the back. Can you wave hi to everybody? There's Joe. And then I have my AG Express, if they would, come on up. So I put my schedule down. Hold on. Make sure I don't screw up the sound, guys. That would be terrible. They're doing an amazing job. So all my friends have been working hard. I have my greeters taking care of you guys. They will also be collecting money at the end in the yellow buckets, but you can also put your offering in the back for regular offering. Now, are you guys ready? Let's slide this way a little bit. Perfect, awesome. Are you guys ready? Who knows what the first song is? Uh, what does the buddy say? But we're gonna give you a little, little disclaimer there. It is a really fun song. You guys can do it out there too. You'll see all the motions up there and you are welcome to join us. It is our fun song for BGMC. So it's not really a worship song, so don't worry. We don't look at it that way, we just look at it as fun. So here we go, is everybody ready? Where's my smiling faces? There they are. Here we go. Water goes sploosh, food goes crunch, computer goes beep, and house goes creep. All these things that we need for the missionaries. Radio say blare, and book will flip, and guitar goes nair, nair, nair. But there's one sound that no one knows. What does the body say?
better life But if you need a little more Will you do all your chores? Chores, chores Search the couches and through drawers Jesus knows my name when I'm sleeping or awake, no matter what I do. He'll never leave his words are true. I tell him what I love. I tell him when I'm scared. I tell him everything. Jesus is always there. I'm spinning round, I'm running free. I'm having fun, yeah, with my king. No one is like you.
You guys are doing amazing. I want to point out we have two visitors who have never done this before but decided to join us today, which is amazing. <laughs> Addie's right there, and Chase, right there. She's doing great. All right. And I was so excited to see some of my adult friends jump up, and they did it with us. Woohoo! Now, I have a question for my kids. Are you guys ready? Who is your BFF? That is right. Jesus is our BFF. Now, right now, we're going to do something we usually do when we get downstairs. Everybody has a bucket and a towel. Could you please go get ready for service? Go find your bucket and lay out your towel, and we will get ready. Now, I have a BFF right here on, right here in Ripon, Wisconsin, that's visiting us right now, and she's going to be preaching for us today. So if I could have Pastor Marianne Adams come on down. All right. So if you want to go ahead and lay out your towels there, guys, we'll get you ready. So, Marianne, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing wonderful. <laughs> We are just doing a little staging change. <laughs> I think I got it in the right place. All right. <laughs> so I am so excited to hear Mary Ann preach. Are you guys ready? Ooh, I think we can give her a little bit more warmer welcome. Ready? <laughs> hey, kids up front, I want to hear. Are we ready to hear Pastor Mariani? Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> it has been such an amazing weekend and such an honor and a privilege to be here this weekend. Um, we, it was amazing on Friday just to be with everyone and just to uh, see, just God move, you know, some, and see people from our community come and even the college students. It was so awesome. Then yesterday, man, we did it up with chocolates and Jesus. <laughs> it was the uh, women that Kathy, the women's ministry leader, she was like, you should come back. And I said, well, maybe we should do this. And she goes, I'm on chocolate overload. I said, just think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, maybe I'm always on chocolate overload because <laughs> it makes so much. But it is so good to be here. But before we start, I think Cheb and I, this week, we, uh, we had a, a little interview, and we're going to show that video right now. It's Jive Time with 
Jeb. Why, well, hey everybody, this is Jeb. I'm so excited to be with you today, and I've got my good friend right here, Miss Marianne Adams. Can you say hi to everybody? Hi, everyone. Woo! Who's excited that Marianne's here? Woohoo! Oh, I'm excited <laughs> too. I'm excited too. I know. I'm so excited. We've been friends for a long time, Miss Marianne. Very long time, yeah. Wow, and, and you are a ministry partner. Do you want to tell everybody where you're a ministry partner to? I'm a ministry partner to Indonesia. Ooh, Indonesia. Okay, could you show us on the globe oh, there, Miss Marianne? Yes. Exactly so where Indonesia is? Here's here's where we are, right? The United States. Ooh, we they're go, ripping Wisconsin. Ripping right Wisconsin, the that's right. And we go all the way around the world, past Africa to Asia, Pacific. There they are, those little islands, the Philippines, and then Indonesia, and then there is Australia way down there. Ooh, wow. It's a long trip. It is a long trip. Speaking of long trips, yes. I took a trip. You might remember last fall, I took a trip, and, and I visited a bunch of ministry partners, including Miss Mary Ann. That's right. And in fact, we did a video back then to talk mm -hmm. about our we trip. We had some good times. I, I think it's time for a flashback, Miss Mary Ann. Okay, let's do it. Let's do a flashback <laughs> to our interview about our trip together. Uh-huh. We had a blast over in Indonesia we together. We did. Yes, we did. Now, when I flew back, I came in a box. You did not fly in a box. <laughs> no, I did not fly in a box. I bet you had a little more leg room than me. Oh, maybe just a little. <laughs> anyway, we had a great time over in Indonesia. Can we can we show them some pictures, Marianne? Yeah, over there? Some, show them some pictures about our adventure. Well, the first stop we had, we went and we... We looked at that temple. Oh yes, it's a Hindu temple, right? It, it was a Hindu temple. I want to be very clear. We did not worship there. No, nope. all about Jesus. Jesus 24 seven with us. 24 seven, that's right. It was amazing though. Mm -hmm. Yep, we, we did that and then we went on a boat ride. Oh yeah. And here's, here's a picture of that boat. It was a little difficult to get in the boat. Yeah, but we, some of us may have gotten a little wet, right? Just, just one just of us got bit. wet. You can guess who that was. <laughs> it was me. Yep, Miss Marianne had to hang me out on the clothesline to try out for <laughs> try a while. Try out a little bit, but yeah. It, it was okay. But and it's it, okay because it's so sunny in Indonesia. It's like 100 degrees. I know, it was so hot. So hot. And after I got wet, Marianne had to buy me a new shirt. Look, yeah, I got it on look right at that. here. You're looking sharp there. It yeah, was, looking yep. good. It was amazing. And then we went and visited a mountain. Yes, visited. It was beautiful. Yep, and we did some hiking. We did some hiking up that mountain. Yeah, and I got a little tired. Yep, and then we got one last picture. We had a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Yep. This, this volcano. Oh my goodness, wow. Yeah, we got we had to run a little oh, while. Oh yeah, run away, we far got, away. We got our exercise in that day, yes, I'll tell you did. what. And some praying too. Yeah, we were shoot scooting and boogieing. Yes, we were. It was it was amazing. Wow, we sure did have fun, didn't we, Miss Marianne? Oh yeah, that was a crazy volcano, wasn't it? <laughs> oh my goodness, we laughed so hard and we we ran so hard and woo, what a time we had. What a time. Well, well Miss Marianne, we've got you here today, and I know you're going to preach for everybody in just a few minutes. But could you tell us a little bit about what you're going to do when you go back to Indonesia? Yes, I'm actually going to be in a different city called Surabaya on an island called Java. 
<laughs> is it made of coffee? Ah, uh, there's a lot of coffee. Not made of coffee, but there's a lot of coffee. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you like coffee? I, well, I do. I got my cup of coffee right do here, Miss Mary. Do. Well, I will be in the city of Sarabaya doing children. I will be the children's pastor at uh, ICA, the International Church there in Sarabaya. You're going to be a children's pastor? That's like what Miss Jackie does here. That's right. Wow. Mm -hmm. and, and so what type of things will you do with the kiddos over there? Well, we'll do... Um, We'll do, you know, children's ministry in the on Sundays, and but we also going to do a lot of outreaches, and we're going to partner with the uh, local AG church there, and help train them up in children's ministry, and do outreaches to the villages around Sarah. Ooh, well, well, you know, Miss Marianne, if you need some help with puppets, yes, I'm you available. Come visit us again. I can do that. Yes, absolutely. Jeb goes international. <laughs> Well, that would be a lot of fun. Now, I noticed that you brought a special friend with you today. I did. Could, yes. Could you, could you sh it looks a little bit like Pastor Eric's dog. <laughs> it does, huh? He's got a longer nose than Skipper. Yes, this is my very special friend. His name is Toby. Toby! Toby, and he is a tape ear. A, a what now? A tape ear. A tape ear? <laughs> no, he's a tape ear. It's just a big word. Fancy word for an anteater. <laughs> he eats ants? He eats ants. Do you like, do you eat ants, Jeb? Uh, I have to say that is not on Jeb's dietary plan. <laughs> no? Well, Toby does. He likes ants. <laughs> well, good for Toby. <laughs> but he's a very, he's very special because he's what we call an endangered species. Do you know what that is? Oh, that means there's not very many of them left. There's not very many of them. And you can only find them in Asia Pacific. Like no in the way. Philippines or Indonesia. Yeah, you can only find them there. Wow. So, you know, when there's an endangered species, we do all that we can, right? A lot of people, they'll go and they'll help their environment so that, that tapirs, you know, start to produce more tapirs. Or they also, they give a lot of money to be able to uh, save them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well... And that, it makes Toby pretty sad about endangered um, species that they are one. But, you know, there's something that makes him even sadder. What's that? On his shirt here, he said it has pray for endangered people. There's endangered people? Yeah, you know, and uh, tapirs are in danger of going extinct, right? But endangered people are in danger of, of dying without ever hearing about Jesus. How Jesus loves them, how he died for them, and how he rose again. Jeb, could you imagine going your whole life and never hearing about how Jesus loves you and died for you? What? No way! I can't imagine my life without Jesus! So Toby reminds us that we need to pray but not only that, we need to give and we need to send those so that the endangered people groups can hear about the gospel. Wow, that's an important job, Miss Marianne. That is an important job. You know what? We, we need to be telling people right here in Ripon about Jesus too. Absolutely. I, I bet there's endangered people at your school or at your workplace that, that you could be praying for and that you could be sharing Jesus with. Absolutely. 
Wow. Well, well Miss Marianne, thank you for spending time with me this morning. And, and we're excited to hear Miss Marianne preach. Are you excited to hear her preach this morning? Woohoo! I think they might be ready for you, Miss Marianne. I'm going to cut you loose so you can bring the word of God today. All right, let's get ready for the word of God. Let's hear it one more time. Cheer for Miss Marianne. Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you, Jeb. We're ready. <laughs> um, before I start, so this is Toby that we talked about in the video. Jackie, would you come on up here? <laughs> so wherever I go and I do a kid's service and I talk about Toby, I give Toby to the children's pastor leader. No. <laughs> No, because, yes, but I can get more. Yes. No, no, no. Come here. Get over here. <laughs> I gave that to you and the kids, right, so that you guys can always pray for endangered people groups and pray that and re be reminded that how you do your part is by giving, right? Yeah. Praying and sending others, right? And who knows, maybe someday God will send you over there to tell endangered people groups about Jesus. Wouldn't that be cool? Yes. yes. Thank you, Miss Jack. <laughs> well, I've had a lot of interaction with BGMC over the years. Um, I, I tell you oh, what, it's really interesting, like, the difference you know, when uh, I was a children's pastor, you know, you get kids to give and you do all that. You do the fundraisers and everything and year after year and you hear about what it does and everything. But it's a whole different thing when you're on the other side of it <laughs> and you see what it does and you see the kids. Uh, and actually, I think you guys, this church we were a part of building a playground that we built in in um in the village that I was at in Papabri. And the kids there, they would come all over from the village and they would play on the playground. Because before we built that play BGMC built that playground, the only thing they had was a wooden slide. And um it was not uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine sliding down a wooden slide? And not only that, at the bottom of the slide was a pile of rocks. Oh, my goodness. Would you slide down there? No. <laughs> some of the kids, actually, that's all they had, so they did it. And then we had to pull some slivers out of, out of some little bottoms. <laughs> but so BGMC helped us, and we raised money. And we built a playground, which was just awesome because we used that also during our fantastic Friday outreaches where the kids come and we share Jesus with them on Friday. So it's just awesome to see what BGMC does on the other side. So you keep giving, right? And you keep praying because it matters a lot. All right. So we're going to kind of we're going to go right into the message here. Um. Uh, the other, you know, when I, I was going to preach a message, you know how the Holy Spirit is. <laughs> and then this la these last two weeks, God just really worked on my heart when I got here. And, and he changed it, which is really awesome. But someone, I was sitting with someone the other day, and they said something to me. And that's what kind of inspired this whole thing, which 
it was amazing because then I was sitting and listening to Pastor's sermon last week, and I was like, wow, that re- this really goes with what he's been preaching about, about being like Jesus or just like Jesus, right? So they said to me, I'm trying to do the Christian thing. I'm trying to do the Christian thing. This is the Christian, well, you know, it's the Christian thing to do. Have you ever heard that phrase? What does that mean? (laughs) What does that really mean? That's what I started, you know, and I just saw it even when I was having that conversation of the struggle of, you know, God wants me to do this, but I want to do this. You ever felt like that? Almost like your parents, right? Your parents ask you to do something, but you're like, but I really want to do this. Like, right? Like they say, go clean your room. And you go clean, but you're like, oh, but I really want to color. So what do you do? Do you do what you want to do? Or do you do what God wants, what your parents want you to do? Because <laughs> what happens if you do what you want to do? You get in trouble, right? <laughs> you might hear your first and last name, right? <laughs> and middle, that's right. <laughs> um, so I, I was thinking about that. What does it mean? So we have to first define what does it mean to be a Christian, right? What does it mean to be a Christian? Do you know? Yes. That's right, to follow Jesus. Very good. (laughs) So to do the Christian thing would to be Christ-like, right? Just like Pastor has been talking about. To be be Christ-like. So when we stop and we go, okay, and I know that's cliche, you know, what would Jesus do, right? (laughs) But we have to stop and think about that. Okay. If I'm a Christian and I'm a follower of God, then what would be, what is he asking me to do, right? So 1 Corinthians 11.1 says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. You know, because there's always somebody following you, even when you don't want them to follow you. So where are you leading them? Because sometimes we're not leading people in good places, right? So we have to think about that. So I really want to talk about this battle between our flesh and our spirit this morning. (laughs) Because that's really what it all comes down to, this battle that is going on. Um, I know what I should do, but it's usually battles with what I want to do, right? (laughs) Romans 7, 15 through 20. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I don't do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it's sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, But I cannot carry it out, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil. I do not want to do this. I keep on doing it. 
Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it's no longer I who do it, but it's sin living in me that does it. <laughs> that is mouthful, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I, just keep, I just keep having this picture. Your mom makes all these cookies, right? Yeah, all oh, this face. <laughs> I got really excited, huh? And she she puts them she puts them on the on, on the table, and she tell she she tells you she's gonna leave the room and go uh, go maybe do the laundry, right? But she says, "Don't eat those cookies. They're for later." But there's a lot of them, right? So your mom leaves the room now. Here we go. You want a cookie. That would be your flesh, right? Oh, I want this. Smells so good. But your spirit says, Mom told me not to eat a cookie. Your flesh says, if I just take one, she won't notice, right? <laughs> your spirit says, Mom told me not to eat the cookie. <laughs> So what do you do? Eat the cookie, she says. <laughs> Honesty is good because most of us would do that, right? <laughs> and in, in our own power, in our human nature, every one of us would be honest and say we would probably, we would go to the bottom of that plate and pick the very bottom in the middle, right? And then make sure they look the same and take that cookie. But what if, oh, you know, the Bible says make sure your sins will find you out. You're like, I ate the cookie. Mom will never know. And she comes in the room and she says, what is on your face? <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm saving that for later, right? <laughs> so we see this battle between our flesh and our spirit. Um, so then we see it. So uh, there's a battle inside of us between the flesh and the spirit. But what side wins, right? What side wins? It depends on what side you're feeding. Galatians 5, 16 through 17. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just like the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. I just can't help myself, right? Which is true if that's what we're feeding. Now, I need, I, I was thinking about that. I need two boys. And you come here? And you come here? One of you, I need to stand right here. And the other of you stand over here. <laughs> A little further, right here. All right. We're going to talk very quickly about the tale of two trees, okay? <laughs> so at the be this is where this battle all started. At the beginning, we have two trees in the garden, right? We have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and we have the tree of 
life, right? So, you know, God, he builds, he created this beautiful garden, put Adam and Eve in it, right? And here they are. But the one thing he says, the one thing he says, he gives them everything. They could have had the tree of life. But he says one thing is to not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? So what do they do? (laughs) They eat it, right? They eat the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, when that happened, that's when sin entered the world, right? And that's our human nature, the desire to feed this, right, what we want. Yes, that snake, right? (laughs) And then there's a tree of life. At that point, he says, block the tree of life, right? He says, block it out. We could not no longer have this relationship with God. And death entered the world, right? So what happens? Jesus comes and dies on a tree, right? Because a cross is what? It's made of trees, right? But dead wood, right? Isn't that something? So that we would have life. So now the tree of life is Jesus Christ, right? So now we see that through him we can be saved. So I I got this picture one day when I was thinking about this. So if I'm hanging out over here in the knowledge of good and evil, when temptation comes and those things come, what am I going to feed? My flesh, right? My human nature. But if I'm hanging out in the spirit, right, what am I going to listen to? What am I feeding? Because that's right. Because what is our weapon? The word of God, right? Yep. And, you know, that that shield of faith. But if I'm not taking it up and I'm not allowing the spirit in my life, this will always win. Have you ever have you ever done that where you're like, oh, but I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. Right. No matter how hard you try, you will never win. On this side. All right, thank you, boys. <laughs> so we should be asking, what does God want me to do? Because there's this struggle, right? What should I do? What shouldn't I do? Which tree am I feeding my time, uh, spending my time at? Which tree am I feeding? Which one is growing more in my life? And what kind of fruit am I producing? See, sometimes we don't want to take that eval, right? Because we don't want to change our heart or let God do that. We should be asking, what does God want me to do? And I thought about this lately. I've been reading in Chronicles with the kings. And you see this. You see kings who come to this point in the battle, kings that, like King David, every, um, every time, there's one time he doesn't ask. And that's when he gets in trouble. (laughs) 
But every time he comes and he says, God, what do you want us to do? How do you want, do you want us even to fight this battle? What do you want us to do? And you see kings who do that, and you see other kings that don't do that. Right? And they come and he says, oh, uh, I think it was, uh, I can't remember the one. But he's like, I'm going to give the enemy, he just gives it right over to the enemy and doesn't even ask God. And it's like after he sees the enemy is going to take even more, then he's like, well, maybe then we should consult, right? <laughs> it's a little late at that point. So we need to ask God, what does he want? But the problem is, it's like Jonah. We already know what God wants. So we don't want to hear it. So we don't ask him, right? <clears throat> so the battle plan. So how, how, do, we, how do we do this? The first thing we do is when a, when a, um, is surrender. Can, can you guys all go like this? Say, I surrender. Oh, there's always one that says, I will not surrender. I'm glad you did that. That was a great illustration because I was just going to say that. You say, oh. The battle plan is to surrender? That doesn't seem right. When the enemy comes, we got to fight. We got to do all this. And I, well, I just said it. When you try on your own, you're never going to be able to do it. And sometimes we do that. We think, I'm going to fight it. I'm going to do it. But your human nature will not allow you to win, ever. And we say, I will not surrender. And God says, you better, because if you don't. <laughs> because that's when we say, it's not me. It's God. He is the only one that is going to defeat that. And when we say, I surrender, God says, I want to fight your battles. Because before that, we're saying, I can do this. And God's saying, I just need you to surrender. I, and, you know, give it to him and say, oh, I can't do this. In and of myself, there is no way that I'm going to be able to do this. So God, I just surrender it to you and let him take over. And I've even seen this in my own life where it's like um, there was when I was really struggling with, with my thoughts and everything, and I was like, God, I'm trying so hard, but it just doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. And God's like, just surrender. And I thought about that with addiction a lot of times when we have addictions, you know, because you'll you, you hear people, you know, they they stop, they start, they stop, they start, and you see this battle going on in their in their life, and um, it's like, okay, Lord, uh, what should we do? And we should really, they should just lift their hands and surrender. And you'll see that when you see someone who is bound up in sin and has a heavy addiction, and you can even see it in your own life. And they finally say, Lord, I cannot do this without you. I surrender to you. That's when it all begins. Because they're not fighting it anymore. They are saying, God, the spirit, the spirit is the only thing that can win, right? So we have to surrender. But that takes a lot, doesn't it? Because it's so contradictory to our nature. <laughs> um, in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 25, then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my followers, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. 
But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but, uh, but are yourself lost or destroyed, but lose your soul? I mean, what, you know, you, you may get rewards here on earth and everything, but what if you lose your soul? That's what matters. So are we willing to take up our cross and follow him? You know, it's easy to say, much harder to do, <laughs> much harder to do. The second one is sacrifice. Oh, yeah, everyone's like, ooh, I'm thrilled about that word, right? <laughs> well, first you want me to surrender, and now you want me to sacrifice? Yes, because sacrifice is a laying down of my will and saying, not me, you know, putting it down, right? So <laughs> I was thinking about BGMC, and I was thinking about at, at camp once, um, there was a little boy, and we had a BGMC offering. And <laughs> he was standing in front of me with his dollar, and he <laughs> was trying to decide if he should give it in the offering or get a soda, <laughs> right? You been there? <laughs> and I just saw the wheels turning in his mind. You know, I really want a soda, but I really should give this. Now we think, oh, you know, that's a kid. Now, we do the same thing when we are uh, big kids, right? Just in a different sense. And I've heard this, and I've, I've seen it. Like, um, one time I was having a conversation with a, a gentleman that attended our church and a friend. And he, I don't remember how he got on it, but he said, well, I'll tithe when I make enough to do so. And isn't that the same dollar bill? I'll give to God when I feel I have enough, right? <laughs> Not necessarily because God asked me to, right? So, and maybe, maybe I'm meddling a little there. <laughs> But you can see the struggle of sacrifice, of laying, laying down our will, our desires, our wants. And probably the best illustration I have for that is when I was uh, this last uh, time when I was over in Indonesia. And I had to live in, in the village. I had to live in this village. I had to take what we call a bucket shower. <laughs> There's a big bucket of water. And you take a dipper, and you dip the water in, and you pour it over your head. <laughs> is, do you think the water is warm? <laughs> no, because then when you pour it, you go, <gasps> it kind of takes your breath away a little bit, right? And then there were other things. <laughs> now, I never knew that a Western toilet was a luxury, the toilet that we know, right? Um, but the toilet that I had, it didn't flush, so you had to take the water again and pour it in there. And there were just so many things like that, like things that you eat, all of those things. And even your, your culture, your identity, who you are, it all gets stripped away. In those moments, in that moment, I learned more about sacrifice, I think, when I went out to be uh, a ministry partner than I did any other time in my life because there's this crossroad where you say, am I going to lay down my comfort 
Am I going to lay down what I want, what I, you know, desire so that people can hear the gospel? And we all come to that crossroad, right? Where we're like, oh, really? You want me to give that up? You know, I'll give this up, but I can't give that up. Right? But it's all about sacrifice. And if we don't lay it down, we're never going to win that battle. We're not, we're not going to see people come to Christ, right? And that's what's so important is to lay that down. Romans 12.1 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the king he will find acceptable, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a person by changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And the next one, you're going, yeah, I know you're just waiting, <laughs> is obedience. <laughs> you're like, whoa, these are all those hard words, right? Now, easy to say, hard to do, and obedience is all about doing. Because we can surrender, we can sacrifice, but if we don't obey what God has called us to do, then we'll just stay stuck where we are. We have to move. We have to obey. I thought of it kind of like the doctor, right? So you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, and you say, I'm not, these, uh, I'm not feeling well. He says, okay, this is what you have. And these are the things you need to do to get better, right? So you're like, all right, and you take that away, and you're like, all right, well, I don't really feel, I don't feel like doing any of that. So you go back to the doctor a few weeks later, and the doctor says, do you feel better? Oh, no, I think you need, we need to do something. Else. Well, and the doctor says, well, did you do what I asked you to do? Well, no. Why not, the doctor says. Don't you want to feel better? <laughs> And you say, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'll do what you want me to do. Well, I'll do it. I'll do it. A, few week, a month or so later, you come back to the doctor. You haven't done any of it because you're like, ah, right? <laughs> and the doctor says, do you feel better? No. Why not? Did you do what I asked you to do? No. <laughs> right? And we think, well, that's silly. Of course you're going to do what the doctor. But how often is that how we treat God? We come to God and we pray and we say, God, I'm not doing good. I'm not, oh, I need your help, right? We see it with the Israelites. They did it all the time. Lord, we're oppressed. We need your help, right? And God says, this is what you must do. You must obey my commandments. You must follow me. You must have no other gods before me. You must get rid of all the pagan uh, people in the land, right? And time and time again, it said, or it'll say, they did everything, but <laughs> they didn't get rid of all the pagan people in the land. So what did they do? They had trouble and they followed their gods, right? And that is a lot of times how we treat God, just like that. 
you know, and I'm sure we've all, we've all had people come to us and we give them advice and then they don't do it. And we are so frustrated because they keep coming and coming and they get frustrated with us. And it's like, but you're not doing what you should be doing, right? That's right. And that's, that's it right there. So we have to obey. We have to follow him. 1 Samuel 15, 22 through 23. But Samuel replied, replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and your sacrifice or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of the rams. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. You know, it's kind of hard, but it's that question, how many of us can have a stubborn heart? You ever been around a toddler? No! <laughs> you know, they just have that stubbornness, no matter what, no, I'm not going to do it. And sometimes I think that's where our heart is. Um, and then the last one. Uh, Oh, real quick, though, with that, um, we had a, a uh, my sister, actually, they had a, a missionary associate come to Indonesia. Um, they, she raised all her funds and everything, and she got there, and within 20, she decided when she got, they drove to, it's like eight hours from the city, they got to where she was going to serve, and she, I, we don't know what happened, but she looked around, and she said, I don't want to do this. I want to go home. Within 24 hours, she was on a plane home. And I just every time I hear that story, I think, that's crazy. You did everything to get to that point. But in that moment, when you had to make that choice and obey that calling and lay it all on the line, you'd turn around and walk away. Or how many of us have seen where, like students, they, you know, they're this close to the finish line of finishing school. And they just turn, you know, and it's like, oh, Lord, we just got to step through that door. And it's hard. It's hard to do. The last one is compassion. We have to have compassion. And this is con contradictory to our flesh. Why? Because it's thinking about others. And putting their needs before ours. And that is really what Jesus did. He put others before themselves. And that is the heart of missions. That is the heart of why we give to PGMC, right? So that others will hear. And so it's really difficult sometimes. Helping others and looking beyond ourselves is completely opposite to our human nature. We must look beyond ourselves and have compassion for the world. Jesus showed us this throughout his ministry here on earth. Luke chapter 10, verse 33, and then 36 and 37. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man uh, who acted by uh, who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, "The one who showed him mercy." Then Jesus said, "Yes, 
Now go and do the same. It's kind of like the question we were grappling last week. You know, who is my neighbor? You know, if you want to get beyond yourself, you do something for someone else, right? So I do think it's part of the battle, part of looking outside ourselves. Um, just this this last when I went I went to general counsel and then uh, met some uh, friends of mine there uh, who serve in the Dominican Republic, and um, then I just when I got to Wisconsin I heard that uh, he has COVID so bad that he's in the hospital on a respirator and fighting for his life, and it just <laughs> you know it breaks your heart in there. And they send all these things. His, so they were sending out this email, and um, his wife uh, was standing at the window with her hand on the window. The minute I saw the picture, I just started to weep. And she says, will you pray at the window with me? And I thought, you know, even in that, Sometimes God just speaks to our hearts and even just praying for somebody or, or, you know, sending somebody encouragement or a card or something. It matters. It matters in the kingdom of God. And if we want to stop struggling with this whole flesh thing, then we got to start doing and walking in the spirit that God has given us because that's the only way that we're going to find victory and freedom. So in that moment, I just, I went to the window in the kitchen and I just laid my hand on it. Just as an action to say, yes, I will pray with you at the window. And he's doing better, but um, we just, you know, need to continue to pray for his complete healing. Because they're sharing the gospel in the Dominican Republic to kids through through athletics and baseball and all those things. So it's just, yeah, you know, to have that heart of compassion. And then to tie it all together real quick is the story of the rich young ruler in the Bible. Matthew 19, verse 16. I've obeyed all these commands, the young man replied. What else must I do? Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. We see everything I just talked about in this story. Jesus was asking him to surrender, to sacrifice, to obey, and to have compassion. And he couldn't do it. And Jesus said it's hard because he has so much. You know, and I think to our, myself, sometimes, you know, we have a lot. We have a lot. God has given us so much. So what am I hanging on to? What am I not willing to let go of? So what is Jesus asking you today? If you were this person, you know, and you came to Jesus, you know, it's kind of like that trying, like the rich young ruler was like, I tried, I've tried all that. I've tried everything. What else should I do? I've tried it all. And we have that same conversation, right? 
I've tried. I've tried that. I've done this. And what does Jesus say? He says those things. What is Jesus asking you to surrender today? What is Jesus asking you to sacrifice? And what is Jesus asking you to do and obey? And who is Jesus asking you to have compassion for? That one's not always easy because it's kind of like the Good Samaritan, you know. This, the, the person that he ministered to was, was a Jew. They hated the Samaritans, right? But that didn't matter because all he saw was his pain and said, I, need, I have compassion for him. I need to help him. So who is Jesus asking you to have compassion for today? And what are you going to do about it? Will, you, will your flesh win or will your spirit win? The choice is yours and God is waiting. And I know it's a real hard message today, but I think it's timely. Because when we talk about giving, we talk about all those things. Man, the time is short. <laughs> and we need to be ready, and we need to make sure that everyone else is ready. Would you just pray with me this morning? God, I just pray for each one in here this morning, and especially these children, God, as they go through life. God, I pray that we would make those choices. Today, God, we just surrender all those things to you. All those things that we hang on to or even in our in our human capability where we say we just keep trying and trying and trying, Lord. Lord, we just sacrifice those things and give those things up that are comfortable to us. God, the things we hang on to, Lord. And God, we choose to obey this morning and say, not my will, but thine be done. Lord, I choose to follow you with my whole heart. And I pray everyone in here will make that choice, Lord, to let your spirit come in, Lord, and that we would walk in your spirit and in your mercy. And, Lord, that we would have compassion, that we would listen to that compassion, Lord, that that person that is hard to love, God, you would show us how to love them and how to reach them, Lord, and how to be kind when that person's not. How to, how to uh, bring peace when there's drama and chaos, God. And how to love people, Lord, like you do, and to follow you, Lord. I just thank you for these kids, God. I pray a blessing upon them, God. I pray every kid in this building will serve you every day of their life. And that they will know your love like they've never known it before. And they will choose to walk with you in obedience, surrender, sacrifice, and in compassion. I just thank you for them, Lord. I pray for the leadership of this church. I pray for um, Pastor and uh, Eric and Pam, God, and Jackie, God. I pray you would lead them. I pray for the congregation that they would follow. God, that they would lay those things down in their hearts as well, Lord, and that this church would be a beacon of light in a lost community, God, and that they would see a harvest and many people would come to know you, that this weekend is only the beginning, God, that you want them to bring hope to this 
to, uh, to Ripon, to Wisconsin, and even to the world, God, around the world. And I just thank you for this church, and I pray just a blessing upon it and upon the leadership and everyone here. In Jesus' name I pray and ask, amen. Amen. <laughs> Roll up your towel and take it up and put it away, and then join me up front. Thank you, Pastor Marianne. We love you. And just so you know, Pastor Marianne and I met here at this church. We entered that front door almost at the same time, and that's how we became such good friends. So I learned a lot in her ministry, and I'm hoping that we're doing well. We're doing well. So the first song we're going to be doing is You Are Awesome. And who thinks Pastor Marianne did awesome today? Let's give it up for Marianne. So it's all my friends. Now, another thing I want to tell you guys is these guys, this is the first time today that we were on the stage. We've been practicing downstairs. So this is the first time they've been up here. So I have a little question, though, for my friends. Oh, the table. Thank you, Pastor Marianne. The, um, what does BGMC stand for? Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge. Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge. Yes, BGMC. So, all right, boys and girls. So we got boys and we got some girls, right? Only two boys up here. One of my other boys is in the back. And what? What do I mean I'm challenging you? What am I challenging you guys to do? Anybody else have an answer to this? Oh, hold on. I thought so. What is Miss Jackie challenging you to do? To raise money. For who? The, the kids. God. That is right. So they don't have as many opportunities to learn about God as you do, do they? You're doing awesome. All right. So thank you so much. So she's doing awesome. Pastor Mary's Anne is doing awesome. And these kids are doing awesome. So let's take our cue and let's do something awesome together.
You guys did so great. How about some high fives up here? Woohoo! Come on. All right. Nobody gets left out. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, what, what a great day. Um, you know, we were outside on Friday night. One of the things that we said when we left is we addressed our community and we said, you know what? Jesus is fighting for you. But our church will fight alongside you. I know this week has been a real heartbreak for a lot of people. Uh, Nick Tun lost his dad earlier this week to a heart attack. Um, several people diagnosed with cancer this week. Um, Ruth Radliff's granddaughter uh, this morning, one of her friends was found dead this morning. Um, it's been a tough, tough week. And Ruth's grandson today is looking at possibly having his leg amputated because of an infection. I want to tell you, we do life together. And as tough as things might be right now for you, I want to tell you, the power of God can breathe air into those lungs. He can give us power to stand when there is no, there's no, there's no other way we can stand. So would you stand to your feet this morning? I want to pray over you, and we're going to pray for Marianne as well. But if you're here this morning, you just need to know that you're loved by God. I want to pray for you this morning to experience that before you walk out the door. To know that there's someone on your side, I want to tell you, we're on your side today. But more importantly, Jesus is on your side. He wants to come into your life, rescue you, encourage you, help you to put one foot in front of the other. So let's do that this morning. God, we thank you that we're a people who can stand together. Lord, on a, a week that has been difficult and challenging for so many, Lord, we ask you to fill our lives afresh. God, give us strength to endure. This world, it's a difficult thing. It's a challenging thing at times. It will knock the wind out of us. But Lord, you can breathe fresh life into these bones this morning. Lord, we pray for those who have lost loved ones this week. God, would you just bring your touch to their life? Lord, we pray with those who've been diagnosed with cancer this week, that God, you would touch their bodies in amazing ways, that you would do what only you can do. You would, you would move on these medical teams that are being formed to figure out how to address these issues. God, you'd put the greatest teams available together for these individuals that are suffering. And Lord, we pray, God, as we stand firm as a church and as we do our best to fall deeper in love with you, and to move forward in reaching our community with the gospel, that, Lord, we would see you do greater things in the days ahead. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor today. Church, before we leave, I'd like to ask Marianne to come up here today. It's great to have ministry partners. You know what? I, I like having ministry partners. It's nice to have a Sunday off, but man, when I'm sitting in the pew, I'm like chomping at the bit going, man, I wish I was preaching. Um, uh, you did an awesome job today. And so that just means they get a double dose next week when I, when I get to preach. So it's all good. It's all both barrels loaded. Uh, but what an incredible weekend. You have, you have, God has used you in such great ways. From Friday night to Saturday with our ladies to today, uh, what a blessing you've been. And so we do want to bless you. We believe in the ministry that God has called you to in Indonesia. 
brand new adventure, launching off as a youth pastor in, in, in Indonesia now, or not youth pastor, children's pastor. Hey, you, maybe you're getting called to all sorts of things we don't even know about. Um, and so, but you know what, we want to pray for you. And then we want to financially bless as well. And so you have an opportunity to give today. We do want you to take up normal tithes and offerings. Please give those. But if you'd like to give above and beyond to Marianne, you can mark so on the envelopes that are out there or just mark on your check that it's for Marianne or if nothing else, you can give it to myself or one of our other staff and say, this is for Marianne. We'll make sure it goes where it needs to go. Uh, but we want to pray this morning. So would you stretch out a hand this morning to Marianne? Lord, we thank you for great ministry partners. Lord, we're not in this by ourselves. We're in this with you. And that, Lord, you've given us incredible partners to reach around our communities, to reach around our state, our nation, and around the globe. Lord, where Mary Ann goes, a piece of our heart goes as well. Lord, we pray for blessings on her and her ministry and her ministry team. God, I pray for amazing people to be gathered around her. Lord, we'd love to see someone like, like Jeb on her team over there that could be a blessing, uh, Lord. And we just pray that you would use her in great ways. Raise up some amazing kids in the kingdom that become leaders in the church. And Lord, we thank you for all of our kids here today. Lord, they're not the next generation. They're this generation of the church. Equipped, Lord, with the right tools to make an impact and serve today. Lord, I love that last song we sang. If we can walk out of here today with that in our hearts, that our God is so big and so awesome, there is nothing that you cannot do. Lord, we pray a blessing over Marianne, a blessing over the offering today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Before you leave, the kids have one last song they'll do, and then you can give in the offering. And here is the deal. Have you ever had a moment? You can be seated for just a moment. Have you ever had an, a moment in time where you've heard something, but you haven't listened? Well, your pastor had that this last week because someone was talking to me about the brat fry, and they said, what they said to me is, do we want brats or do we want gourmet hot dogs? And I thought they asked me, do we want like, like Oscar Mayer Wiener hot dogs, or do we want gourmet hot dogs? And I said, oh, the gourmet hot dogs, we're going to do it right at Hillside. And so Anthony got on the grill, and he grilled up all the hot dogs, and he comes to me on Friday, and he goes, hey, so I grilled all the hot dogs, there's no brats. I'm like, what? And then I realized I had heard, but not listened, and we had to go buy brats. So we have that leftovers from Friday night. We do. And they're ready to go downstairs. Hopefully they're warmed up enough, and otherwise so, we'll nuke some. So, so here's what we'll do. Um, we don't want to have any of that left over. So yeah. here's what we're going to say. We'd love for you to come downstairs, get a hot dog and brought before you leave. If you'd like to give extra, great. If not, take them and be blessed by God. Uh, lunch is on us today. And downstairs, the tables are set up. They can sit down. and. There and, you go. And we have so. drinks and chips and... A brat or a hot dog. Fancy hot dogs or regular hot dogs. So we're going to finish that out. <laughs> and take this away. Don't be like me. Don't only hear, but listen to the people you do life with this week. All right? Amen? We've got Amen. one last song that we're going to do to close things out, and then yes. you are dismissed. Your wife is cheering you on in there. Oh, good. Excellent. <laughs> I hope I'm doing the right thing. You are. You are. So here we go. You're all going to hear the music. And it's just, oh, yeah, get your buddy barrels. We need them. Hold on. So the song we're going to do is a version of a song most of us have grown up with. All right? 
You guys ready? So we it's been changed. You betcha there, girl. It's been changed to BGMC instead of YMCA. So hold on, ladies and gentlemen. As we're doing the song, you can stay and watch us, or you can exit at this time. We are good with whatever you want to do. Um, they have to, well. I told the kids the adults would be leaving. So you may stay if you'd like and watch us do the song. We have a great time with it. And are we ready in the sound booth? Here we go.